Welcome to Book Bistro, where book lovers come to chat about the books they love in a friendly, supportive environment. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us for the first episode of Book Bistro, the first ever episode. I have wanted to do a book podcast for a really long time, and finally, I got tired of thinking about it and decided to just go ahead and do it. So I formed a fabulous team of fellow book lovers, and we are here to talk about all the things we love about books and perhaps some of the things that we don't love as well. Because the world is not all full of good things. There are things that don't work, and some of those things are worth talking about as well. So today, as our first episode, I wanted to have everyone talk a little bit about what makes us readers. And there are quite a lot of us here. So we will take turns and introduce ourselves to you and let you know about a book, an author, a series, an experience, a feeling that makes us readers. What is the love of books for us? What exemplifies that feeling of being utterly immersed in something great? So I'm Shannon, and I have been a voracious reader for about as long as I can remember. Books are probably my number one passion in this life. And I want to talk with everyone about an author that I adore. Her name is Yasmin Gallinorn. And there is something about the way she writes, about the element of found family that she incorporates into her books, the elements of magic and mystery, and just enough darkness to make the world interesting and just enough romance to make me blissfully happy that just, I I don't even have like all of the good words for this, but there's something about her books that is just pure magic for me, pure unadulterated magic. Whenever a book of hers comes out, whenever I know one is coming out, I'm like literally counting down the days and I cannot wait for it. I am not much of a rereader, but I am currently in the process of rereading her other world series, which is 21 books long with a bunch of uh, novellas sprinkled in. I don't like novellas normally, but I will read pretty much anything that Yasmin Gallinorn writes. And so when I think about why I love books and I think about the feeling of warmth and comfort and joy that I get when I'm in a good book and in that space where nothing, nothing can harm me. Nothing can bother me. Nothing can interfere with what is going on in this world. I think of Yasmin Gallinorn. And that, I think, is one of the main reasons that I'm a reader. I'm Sarah, and I'm here to talk to you guys today a little bit about my love for books, share a little of that with you, and talk about the first book that really just took my breath away, changed my world, and just my whole perspective on my life. So I apologize because later you're going to hear from my twin, who's going to talk a lot about some of the same books because that's what we do because we're twins. But the book that most profoundly impacted my life was The Phantom of the Opera by Gaston LaRue. And I 
was exposed to the story first when I was 12. And I'll even, I'll never forget the day. It was August 29th and I was in my seventh grade English or language class. I think they called it. They might've called it reading. I can't remember. And we had these little books called read magazines and they just had like stories or snatches of things. And every once in a while there'd be a play in it, but it was, you know, watered down for seventh graders. And the first thing I ever read in the read magazine was a seventh grade version of the Phantom of the Opera. And it just rocked my whole world, changed my perspective and really changed the course of many aspects of my life, believe it or not. I became completely interested in learning about the French culture. I took many years of French because of this book. And of course, the, the story of Eric, the Phantom, just changed all of what I wanted to read about when I read about male characters. Even in seventh grade, I knew that the, the kind of books that I wanted to read were not books about perfect people with perfect lives who have a little conflict and then live happily ever after. And it's perfect. And so the Phantom of the Opera really took me on that road and made me explore other classics that maybe I wouldn't have read. So I read and fell in love with Jane Eyre and that shaped a lot of my reading as well, but not like the Phantom of the Opera that changed even the kind of music I listened to. I, spent many years, all my dramatic junior high and high school years, all I listened to is musical theater, which was not what I listened to before. And I've seen the play probably 14 times. But the book really affected how I viewed people. And when I pick up a book, I, I want to feel the emotions I felt when I was 12. And I read that book. You know, I want a book that will make me gut laugh at my desk at lunch at work when I don't really want people to know I'm hiding in my office reading a book. And I want a book that will make me ugly cry on the bus going home because I feel the emotions so strongly. And then I'm trying to like, you know, be surreptitious and not let people see that, you know, I'm not just sitting there quietly smiling. I'm feeling some pretty significant emotions. And so I look for books that, that do that for me. I like strong characters and I like characters that have to work through a lot of, I don't want to say emotions. I don't like angsty necessarily, but characters that have a challenge that they have to work through and it's not perfect. My favorite books are a little messy and there are sad parts, but for me, even though this is contradictory because to me, the Phantom of the Opera did not have a happy ending. Um, in my job, I read a lot of sad documentation and a lot of sad things, and I don't want to read something that has a sad ending. So my rules are that in a book, people have to end up at the end and people have to be happy at the end. And they can go through a lot of stress and sadness to get there, but it, it has to be happy. I love books where... People are not classically beautiful. I love books where maybe one of the characters have 
uh, a diagnosis or disability and the writer portrays it appropriately, that always makes me happy. There are certain series of books that I go back to a lot. Every year, I read most of the Black Dagger Brotherhood by J.R. Ward to get ready for when she releases her next book. And I, I never get tired of that series. I just love it. I also really love books by Ilona Andrews, books by, um, oh shoot, what's her name? I also love books by Sherilyn Kenyon. Her, her series is great. That is not the book I was trying to talk about, but I do love her books as well. I love everything by Kristen Higgins and everything by Jennifer Weiner. I have never read a book by either of those authors I don't like. My other favorite type of a book is something that really makes me think. So a couple times a year, I'll read a memoir by someone I really admire. But for the most part, I, I love books with romance that end happily and that will fill my heart with joy at the end. But like I said, if, if I'm going to read a book, I really, I don't have patience for books where everything is beautiful, everything is perfect, and everyone, there's no conflict. So I'm excited to be a part of this podcast and to discuss many books over the next episodes. And um, I really wish I could remember the author I was trying to think of. It's the Mercy Thompson books. It's, um, oh, Patricia Briggs, Patricia Briggs. I love Patricia, Patricia Briggs. I'm Nancy and I am a reader as well and have been as long as I can remember. I remember probably my first memory of books was when I was really young, probably five or six years old and there was a there was a small library right around the corner from my house it was a branch library from the main library and the librarian then would save books for me and I would come home my mother would bring me and I would come home with piles of books and be able to hide in my room and read lots of books but Shannon mentioned her favorite series and I probably Probably the one that I will run out and get the book the first day it comes out is the Eve Dallas, the In-Death series by J.D. Robb, um, a.k.a. Nora Roberts. I love series that have continuing characters, and the more the series keeps going, the more you get to know the characters. And this book has had, this series has had like 40-something books, and you get you see the characters develop and they almost become friends and books are friends and a series like that um they become friends and you just wait and wait and wait for the next one to come out and that to me is this is this you know the sign of a really really good book and a really really good series and i have an incredibly long commute to work and back so books make it go much much faster so that's kind of where I'm at right now. Hi, I'm Jen. And I was thinking about the whole question of why I'm a reader. 
and for me, it started, my mom started me with my love of reading. She would read to us before we really started reading ourselves. And so that was what first, that was my first catalyst, I would say, um, in, in terms of getting me immersed in reading. But also, I love writing. And this is not a new idea for me, but this is a thing that many authors have said, I've heard in interviews, which is that to be a good writer, you have to be a reader. And often many people will say you have to be a, uh, a reader in, you know, kind of a broad reader, right? Like reading a lot of different, over a lot of different uh, genres and things. So that's part of it for me too. And then I think the other thing that really um, draws me to books is the way that uh, books, we inhabit these worlds through books. They feed our imagination and we can be and do and experience all these things. And through all these different um, uh, creations of, of other people, you know, it, it feeds our imagination. Um, and two, seeing our own experiences echoed in books, I think is very affirming. Um, you know, whether we're going through a hard time, whether we're going through something really good, um, whether we need an escape, um, sometimes, uh, you know, depending on um, one's personal circumstance, um, it, it can be very affirming to be like, oh, hey, I'm not the only one experiencing that. Here it is in, in this book um, that I'm reading. And, and you know, to, and sometimes for some people, that's the first time they, um, you know, have uh, a kind of affirmational experience like that. Oh, you know, I see this in this book. Um, and in regards to a series that I have to read, the next one that comes out right away, no matter what it is, no matter if it's good, bad, or my favorite thing ever, um, series-wise, I would say that's uh, the Louise Penny Three Pines series for me, um, because I just think her writing is amazing in the way that she um, intertwines uh, lush, uh, a very lush sense of place. The place is almost a character in and of itself. Um, and then the way the characters develop and change over uh, throughout the series. The series is going on to, I believe, its 13th or 14th book at this point. Um, and the way she uh, just does this beautiful weaving of like poetry and literature and depth of character and, and mystery, of course, too. Um, it is a, a mystery series. Some classify it as cozy, but I say it's a little bit more in depth than uh, what we think of as a. It, it, if it's cozy, it's not super light cozy, I guess I would say. But I just think her writing is incredible. So that, these are some of the reasons that I am a reader. I'm Christine, and I've been reading very, very voraciously since uh, I got my first, my, my first book at seven. Um, it was Stormy Misty's Fall. I just will never forget it because it was my first book, you know, alone that my, my mom wasn't reading or that I wasn't reading um, in class at school or something. And I read and I read all through my uh, up into adulthood. And then in uh, 1995, um, in, the, in September, my, my mom died. And my life just sort of uh, turned upside down and got all out of out of control. And and I stopped reading. Um, I just I I couldn't I couldn't seem to. I, I sort of lost hope in, in, in everything. 
and there was a, other, a lot of other things going on in my life and I wasn't happy with uh, pretty much the world and the, the way that, you know, it seemed to be that, you know, crime and I, I could just, I, I could just find a lot of things to be unhappy with. And so I wasn't reading and one day this coworker uh, and friend of mine said that he wanted to read a book to me out loud because he loved to read. He loved to hear himself talk. And uh, he would like to read to me. And had I ever read a Star Trek book? And I hadn't. I hadn't even thought I was interested. I hadn't watched it on TV, had not read a book, didn't really think I cared. And so he said, oh, you, you got to try it, you know? And he read me um, a book that I can't even tell you what the first book he read me uh, was now we read to me because he read a bunch of them then and I started reading them and for some reason even though I don't read them today I don't read them you know in my current uh, iteration of reading I read all kinds of stuff but even though I don't I have to say that because it gave me a whole different look at worlds, at universes, at the different ways that that people or or beings could be. It the people who Roddenberry and the people who do the who did the Star Trek stuff had incredible vision, um, where the world could be peaceful, where we didn't have colds anymore. <laughs> Simple thing, but hey, awesome where we had transporters, where we had cool inventions and our main goals weren't fighting each other. And the, the world building is, I guess, what got me hooked. The way that they created worlds that could give me hope. I really needed at the time uh, something that could get me hooked back into the fact that life would not always be sad. It wouldn't always be um, t terrible that there were, there were good things and that there could be good things that, that, there, that I could always hope. And I started reading um, a lot different, uh, different stuff after that. I started reading some sci-fi. I started reading, uh, I read a lot more Trek for a while. And then uh, a lot later I met Shannon and I learned about a whole bunch of really awesome uh, world building literature and um, fantasy and urban fantasy. I learned about Yasmin Galnorn, whom I love. I learned about J.R. Ward. I learned, uh, I, I started looking at other stuff. I, I, I started reading J.D. Robb books, which were just a kind of a cool look at, at, at what it might be like 40 or 50 years from now. And I just, I really like world building where, um, where things are so different and where the possibilities for harmony and peace, even if there's rough stuff, seem endless, um, where we have different ways of solving our problems than we seem to have right now, because we really seem to need some different uh, ways to do that. And I just find that books have just they they help me to hang on. They help me to want to go f to to go forward and see what's going to be out there. 
Um, I, I did get into trouble once, though, because I found myself believing in Star Trek so much. I found myself thinking one night there was an event, and I remember thinking very clearly, well, when Spock comes, and I had to, I had to, like, slap myself. You know, wait a minute, when Spock comes, like, yeah, in the, in the time when Spock comes, it'll be different. <laughs> so I, okay, now I know that I'm a truly an addicted reader, and I am going to live my life in books, and it's, it's fine, it's great, but I don't know. That's that's one of the the examples of of a time when I I needed to find something, and I did, and I haven't stopped reading since. My only problem is there are way too many books, and I have way too little time. Hello, everyone. My name is Stacy, and like Shannon, I've been a voracious reader since early childhood. And um, like Jen, my first memories of reading were of my mom reading to my twin and me Little House on the Prairie books um, and how much we loved those and read the whole series. And that was really special at the time. But the first time that a book, um, when I was in junior high, I had two experiences where books really profoundly impacted me and kind of shaped me into who I am in terms of the type of reader I am now. And the first book was um, The Phantom of the Opera. And I just was so mesmerized by this story. And I was so just the, the pain and the degradation and the, just the rejection and the, you know, alienation that this character of the phantom experienced. Um, it really, it really resonated with me um, as a person who's blind and not because I live in a, basement five levels below the earth or anything like that. But, you know, I know what it feels like not to be the societal ideal. And that book was very powerful to me for that reason. And also it was the first time I really experienced a book that really demonstrated the redemptive power of love. And I really enjoyed that. And I, that book is still, you know, very much um, one of my top favorite books. Um, the other book that I read was Jane Eyre. And that book to me, it, painted it was the first time a book and an author painted such vivid word pictures that I felt like I was living Jane's emotions at the time and I felt like you know whatever she was experiencing I was experiencing it too and you know when she made the choice to leave her Rochester that is the first time in my life that I had just a complete tearful, just hopeless, helpless tears for her. And it was, it was a very profound experience for me to read that book. Um, and then that same summer, I read The Duchess by Jude Devereaux. And my love of the romance genre was born. And it was a, uh, it was a revelation for me. Um, the hero in that book, Trevelyan, um, became something that for a long time was a hero for me. You know, he was scarred and broody and kind of distant and mysterious. And I thought that was the sexiest thing in the history of all the world. And now I'm still an unapologetic, unashamed lover of the romance genre. I'll pretty much read anything um, from um, contemporary to um, paranormal and urban fantasy. And, and I'll, I'll read some historicals. Um, and there are always props to an author who doesn't spend the entire historical romance writing about British ballrooms, because I don't love that. Um, but for me personally, you know, there is one book I was thinking about this and there's one book for me 
that checks all of my boxes for what to me makes the perfect book. And that book is The Night Remembers by Kathleen Eagle. And I just felt like as I read this book, it was 20 years ago almost when I read it for the first time. And it's about a heroine who just goes on this journey of self-discovery and how she learns throughout the course of the book, how to uh, just, she has more self-confidence and she develops a very strong sense of self-worth and she learns how to have the courage both to stand up for herself and to stand up for her community, which has also become her family, not of origin, but, you know, this family that she has sort of developed among other characters in the book. And what I loved about that community that she was a part of was it didn't matter. It was just a bunch of people who were brought together and with varying levels of education and socioeconomic status and, you know, diverse ethnicity and all of them formed this beautiful family. And there was a hero in this book who had all of his, um, he had a tragic past and he was sort of like this masked hero who stayed in the shadows and, you know, kind of protected the women and children and those who needed protection in this neighborhood. Um, but before this couple could find their happily ever after, they had to both sort of work on their own issues. And, you know, it was, it was just the most beautiful book. And, and 20 years later, even though at the time the book was written, it was before everybody had a cell phone and it was, you know, before the advent of social media. And I just feel like it is a story that um, has really stood up to the tests of time and is still as beautiful now as it was when it was written. And, you know, in, in that same vein, if there's one series that's an auto buy for me where I will drop everything in my life to read this book, my husband knows he can't even talk to me when this book comes out. That is J.R. Ward's Black Dagger Brotherhood series. It is like, it just makes me so happy. And I just feel so invested in these characters. In fact, there was one day where I was supposed to go to work and the book was coming out. And I never thought in my entire life that I'd be overjoyed to get the stomach flu, but it was Gerard Ward release day. And meaning I had the flu, it meant that I got to stay home and be with my characters on the day the book was released. So that was a happy day for me. Um, and for me, you know, reading is joy and comfort. It's sitting down with either a lit candle or some essential oils diffusing and depending on the time of day, a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and getting utterly lost in a story where there might be strife and stress and angst and many, many trials and tribulations, but at the end of the day, you know, everything is going to end with a happily ever after. And that to me is why I read. And the other reason that I read is because I have made some of my closest friends through reading. Um, I would recommend a book to someone and then they would recommend a book to me. And then, you know, a couple years later, we're best friends and all we talk about is different books. And I just, I think that's a really special thing about reading is that it can bring a whole bunch of people from very diverse backgrounds together and form strong friendships. So those are some of the reasons that we read. I will be interested to see what other people have to say if this um, conversation continues off of the podcast. Um, Stacy is right. Reading is one of the things that draws people together. And I think that is so, so valuable. Um, I'm not much of a people person, but I love my book people. Book people make me very, very happy which I suppose makes sense because books make me very, very happy. So we are a new podcast, but we hope to be with you for a long time to come. We will be setting up some social media pages for you to interact with us, but definitely subscribe to Book Bistro if you have enjoyed what you've heard tonight. 
well, at least it's tonight for us. I'm not sure what time of day or night it might be wherever you are listening. But if you have enjoyed it, definitely subscribe to the podcast and stay tuned for future episodes. We will be doing a rotating um, kind of roster of hosts. Um, All of us that you've heard today will kind of take turns depending on the topic, depending on everyone's schedules. But you will hear from some combination of all of us each week. Everyone take care, and thank you so much for listening, and of course, happy reading.